friends. Welcome to the Everyday Abundance Podcast. My name is Kaylin, and I am excited to be on this journey together. The mission of the Everyday Abundance Podcast is to empower and equip women to experience abundance in their rhythms, relationships, and resources by giving them tools to model their lifestyle after Jesus. So without further ado, let's jump right in. Welcome friends. I am beyond excited to dive into this topic of self versus spirit with you today and over the next few weeks because it's something that I am really passionate about and part of the driving force behind this podcast existence. So a few months before I launched this podcast, I was listening to another podcast that is built to help empower and encourage women to lead and do really great things, which is totally awesome. I had never listened before, but a particular episode title had caught my eye and it was titled self-made. I was so interested by what they had to say because immediately this title self-made triggered serious red flags in my spirit. I thought, hmm, I wonder what they're going to say because self isn't enough. And I know that as a believer, because with self being the motor, you will always fall short. And my heart broke a little as I listened to the episode because it was almost exactly what I had expected. And these two women were talking about their tireless and treacherous journey of starting a small business and their short-lived successes and deep disappointments. And then they used phrases like, I did this and I built this and you can do anything and you are enough. And you may be like, Kaylin, why are you so upset at this? This sounds like good content, but... I need you to like dive deeper into what they're saying. Like they're wearing these shirts that say self-made and hats and using mugs. And what this is saying is that all the pressure is on them. That if they succeed or fail, it's up to them. And that they're in control of making themselves great by their effort. And first of all, to me, that is a lot of pressure. It sounds like a lot of pressure. And second of all, it sounds exhausting. I honestly don't want any part in that kind of living. A life that is totally self-driven is a life that is self-made. And guess what? Self can only go so far. Some of the most miserable people on the inside are the most successful or rich or beautiful people on the outside because their self-made lives filled with self-care methods and self-preservation ideology is leading them to an empty place where it's all about me, myself, and I. This is not the abundant life that God intended us to experience. The abundant life is driven by a different desire, not to be self-made, but to be spirit-made. We know that abundance equals obedience and surrender, and neither of those things happen naturally because they're not built into our nature. The only way to live an abundant life is to live a life that is spirit-made, or as Paul talks about in the Bible, spirit-led. That is truly what this podcast, Everyday Abundance, is about. It's how to experience this life that God designed for us, those who believe and have accepted Jesus as our Savior, and then how that overflow can help lead others to Him. To really understand what self and spirit look like, Let's talk about some of the intricacies of how God made us, because this really, really helped me in my walk with God. So when we are saved, when we admit that we need a savior, that we're not enough, that self is not enough, 
We believe that Jesus is enough, that he died on the cross for our sins to make us enough. And we confess with our mouth that that he is Lord over our lives. Then God gives us the Holy Spirit in trade for our old spirits that we're born with so that when we die, our souls can join God in heaven. This is a really radical concept, but in a salvation moment, everything changes, but yet also not everything because you are left with the same soul as you had prior to being saved. So if you've been saved as long as you can remember, never fear. This still definitely applies to you because your sinful nature is something that you are born with and it doesn't just poof, go away when you get saved. Since the first sin, every person born thereafter was tainted by this sinful nature. To make it more of a visual, imagine a target with me. Like a target, like the target logo, which it shouldn't be too hard for most of us. I mean, we're there enough or order there enough. Like, okay, so this target, you are a three-part being. We see this in 1 Thessalonians 5.23 where it says, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, at the very center of the circle is your spirit, now replaced with the Holy Spirit, which could be called Jesus in your heart. So I'm not going to get into the word heart because there's lots of different scriptures that feel contradictory about the heart. Some say it's the wellspring of life. Some say it's the most that the heart is deceitful above all things. And so it's like, wait, where's the heart? Is it good? Is it bad? I don't know. And I think our main issue there in understanding that is that we're not looking at the original translation and that word is easily thrown around. And just like we have one word for love and there are three words for love that the Bible uses, like specifically for different kinds of love, it's just like kind of hard to understand that. So I'm not going to dive into that piece of it, but this is where people say Jesus in your heart is when you receive the Holy Spirit. And a funny story about Jesus in your heart is when I was young, I was a pretty, how do you say it, Um, literal kid. So I was very black and white and praise the Lord that as I get older, he helps me kind of move into the gray area a little bit. Um, Not much conviction wise, but more just understanding wise. And I think that there definitely has to be some gray, just like we talked about um, in a few weeks ago, we talked about the middle. But anyways, I was very literal. And so Jesus in my heart was very confusing because I was like, mom, how is Jesus in my heart? Like he's a person, like my heart's right here. Like how is Jesus in my heart? And like my poor mom having to try to explain that to me as like a four and five year old, like poor lady. And I know that I feel like I'm looking at my son and being like, I'm going to have to explain Jesus in your heart in five-year-old terms and this is a start probably how I'm explaining it to you is not going to be how you explain it to a five-year-old but this may help you in your journey explaining the Jesus in your heart so we have the spirit that's replaced by the Holy Spirit it's the center of our target and the prophet Ezekiel writes about this radical thing in Ezekiel 36 and this is God speaking he says I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you I will remove your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statues and to carefully observe my ordinances. 
So here we see this new desire being placed in us, a desire to know God and please God because we have a new spirit. The second ring is your soul. So your soul is made up of your mind and your will and your emotions. This is where your unique thoughts, desires, and personalities live, aka yourself. So this soul part could be yourself. So for you crazy Enneagram people like me, this is where your number is found. (laughs) This is where like your core desires, your core fears, all those things reside and live. And it's a beautiful thing how God created us, but sin tainted us. So that's why we need Jesus. And this is the part of you that holds your mind, will, and emotions. This is the second ring. And the outer ring of this target is your physical body. So that's how it works. So we have these different desires at work here within us. And this is why it gets tricky when we try to do the right things and make the right choices and do all the things right. And we just can't. We fail. And this is why what Paul writes in Romans 7 is so relatable. It might be one of the most relatable scriptures in the Bible. And I love Paul because he is just like straight up with us. And I just need you to really listen to these next verses. And it's it's probably like 10 verses, but it's worth it for you to like really get that Paul understands this battle. He understands the one of the biggest battles that every believer if not the biggest battle that every believer is going to face between their their soul and spirit. This is Romans 7 verse 15. He says, I don't really understand myself. We could just stop right there and be like, yeah, that's good. Especially I feel like as women, when we, our emotions are so strong and they get all twisted in our feels and it's just like hard to think straight. Sometimes I think that we could just stop there and be like, yes, Paul, I agree, but let's just keep going. He says, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know what I am doing is wrong, this shows that I agree that the law is good. So I am not the one doing wrong. It is the sin living in me that does it. Now, this is not a cop out. He's just kind of showing you the battle within himself, the two different desires. And it says, I know that nothing good lives in me. That is in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. So this is Paul saying, I'm not enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not good. I'm not wonderful. Without Christ, I'm not. I'm sinful. But also, insert this, that God does call us those things because of Jesus. But without Jesus, that doesn't, like, those things don't apply to us. Verse 19 says, I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing wrong. It is the sin living in me that does it. I have discovered this principle of life. That when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am, he says. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Thank God the answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. So you see how it is. In my mind, I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I am a slave to sin. So in other scriptures, we see that we see that we are no longer slaves to sin, as in we don't have to give in to these sinful desires. Like because of the Holy Spirit within us, but because of that power, we no longer have to give in to that sin. But here's the thing. We're not perfect. Only Jesus lived a perfect life. So sometimes we will, whether that's on a 
very large scale in our eyes or very small scale in our our eyes, we will sin because sin, the definition of sin is missing the mark. It's just falling short of God's perfection and his deity. Like, of course we're going to, and we're going to do it daily. And I know that was a lot of scripture to take in, but I really want you to hear what Paul is saying. And at the end, he ends with praising God that this war between self and spirit has been won, but also grieving because on earth, he is having to continually fight this battle or what we can also call the good fight. You may have heard the word sanctification, which is really a fancy term for the process of your soul or yourself becoming holy or more like Jesus. So it's the process of yielding your soul and your body to your spirit, your Holy Spirit. And let me tell you, this is the hard part. Salvation, instant, simple yet radical. Sanctification, messy, hard, and sometimes complex. It is the lifelong journey of overcoming the sinful parts of yourself in order to lead spirit-led lives. Now, we will go into this deeper in next week's episode where we talk about the self-care trend and stuff like that. But I do want to say this, that the God who created yourself, he created it wonderfully and on purpose for a purpose. But it can only reach its full beauty when it's paired and controlled by the Holy Spirit living inside of you that has the ability to produce the good in your life that you cannot produce on your own. I literally can't imagine trying to be a nice person without Jesus. Like some of my favorite people in my life are people who are very self-aware. Like they know their Enneagram number, they know their strengths, they know all different things and they admit like these are good. There are good things about myself, but there are also bad things and hard things about myself where, and I don't know where I would be without Jesus and I need Jesus. And I'm like, yes, we need to be aware of ourselves, but we also need to know that that's not enough. Like God gave me these gifts and abilities and my personality and my emotions and my willpower to do great things for the kingdom of God and to know God and to walk with God. But without God, it's a mess for me trying to navigate that. And so I just love that Paul here opens up and is like, look, this is who I am and it's a mess and I don't even understand myself. And he also says in Philippians 2.12, he says, to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And honestly, growing up, I didn't really like that verse because I was like, salvation's supposed to be like this attractive thing. Like we're saved. We're with Jesus. Like we're, we have this Holy Spirit. Like it needs to be good, abundant life, yada, yada. But the older you get, the more you realize that working out your salvation with fear and trembling is accurate because the beginning of wisdom is fear of the Lord. And why are you fearing the Lord? Because you're not perfect and, and you're going to make mistakes or you're going to be tempted to. And in that temptation, you have to realize like the consequences for committing that sin. And it ultimately is death, whether it's like physical death, emotional death, either way, you're going to reap what you sow. And so I don't like work out your salvation with fear and trembling is now a verse that I take to heart and I no longer be like, 
I don't really like that word verse. It's not a great, uh, like, you know, refrigerator verse. I don't want to put it on a magnet, but it's accurate because we're in this battle y'all of spirit versus self. And I want to be spirit led, which means I have to engage in this battle because whether or not you engage in it, when you're saved, it is a battle because you have these two desires. So you might as well engage in it and live the abundant life. Cause if you don't engage in it, you're not going to reach abundance on this earth because that's not how it works because you have to tap into that spirit and yield your soul and your mind your will and emotions that are that are not when they don't point you in the right direction which is often you need the holy spirit to lead you and to guide you in that so working out your salvation is what this podcast is here to help you and me navigate well because after we've been saved we have this journey ahead of us and we now, with the Holy Spirit, we want to honor God, and we need God's help. <laughs> and good news for us is He has given us His Spirit. So one of my favorite scriptures in the whole Bible is, the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. It's just, I love that scripture so much, and it gives me so much peace, so much hope, because when I feel like I can't do it, I'm not going to make it. I know that myself, me, myself, by myself, I'm not, I can't, I'm not. But with the Holy Spirit, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in me. If a spirit can raise somebody from the dead, then I know the spirit can help me through what I'm going through. And so I absolutely love that. And right before Jesus ascends into heaven, he tells his disciples to wait to do anything until he sends his spirit or their helper. From reading the story in context, I would like to believe the disciples had practically no idea what they were waiting on. Like, until now, the Holy Spirit had not been dwelling in any and all believers at all times. So we see God putting his spirit on people in the Old Testament, enabling them to speak or win or win battles or carry out his will, but not as this kind of availability as a helper like he was referring to here in Luke 24, 49, where he says, I'm going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power on high. I love that Jesus calls the Holy Spirit power on high, but this version doesn't even say Holy Spirit. And this is um, the English standard version, which we are told is closest to the Greek, the original language. So it doesn't even say Holy Spirit, just says the promise because Jesus at other places in the Bible previously had talked about the Holy Spirit to the disciples, but We know that most everything Jesus said, or a lot of it, went over their heads because they didn't have this Holy Spirit inside of them for understanding. Um, And so Jesus had mentioned to them about the Holy Spirit, but until they received him, I do not think they were able to understand fully about his presence and power and how it was going to change everything. And because Jesus also said, But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send you in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have told you. That's John 14, 26. So I don't know that they knew what was coming. Like, I think they could have been like, oh, yeah, this person, like this Holy Spirit. But like, I don't know that they knew the depth and the power that this Holy Spirit who's a part of the Trinity, he, it's not an it, it's a he, 
He's part of the Trinity. He is God in us. He is God dwelling among us. It's amazing. I am a huge Holy Spirit fan. I love Jesus. I love God. And I love the Holy Spirit. It's three in one. It's kind of confusing, but I promise it's biblical and nothing in scripture goes against that. And I could talk about the Holy Spirit for literally days, um, but instead I'm going to point you to a message series that says it, he describes him super accurately and efficiently. And I'm going to leave that direct link in the bio of this, of this podcast episode. So definitely check it out. It will help you know more of who the Holy Spirit is and who he can be in your life. And we will talk more about him, especially as we go into this next, um, next few weeks, but wow, he's incredible. So, oh man, I know that's a lot of content, a lot of scripture, a lot of content, but I hope you're still with me because I believe all of this is so important to help set us up for the weeks to come as we talk about being spirit made individuals and how to live like that. I love this topic because when it was taught to me, like I said earlier, in this visual way, I felt more confident about my faith and about what God could do in and through me. And I really do pray today that it does the same for you. And you are not alone in this battle. Every believer is facing this too. And you have a mighty God on your side. I truly believe we are better together and that God is going to finish this great work in us that he started. And good news is that it's not all about you. It's not all up to you. Jesus did the dirty work. Um, But you are a valuable piece to God's plan and creation, and he desires to know you and walk with you through every season and eventually one day usher you into the true abundant life of eternity with him in heaven. And I just want to take some pressure off of you today that you don't have to be self-made. You can be spirit made. You are not enough, but you are enough with the covering of Jesus because he lived a life that was enough for us to cover for our inequities and our sins. And that gives me so much peace today to know that my God already paved the way for me to heaven. Nothing I do gets me there, gets me there at a different level. I'm not going to mess it up. There is just abundance that is available to me on the way. And I'm so thankful for that. And God is so good. And so I want to pray for you guys today. And then we'll talk about a little bit about what's coming next week. So let's pray. God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for my friends. Thank you for everyone listening to this. God, I pray that this edifies them. God, I pray it builds them up. Lord, I pray it gives them confidence to know a little bit more about how you made us, Lord, and how salvation and sanctification works. Like this is a huge mystery and no, in no way do I feel like I've figured it out or, or mastered this because Lord, you are a God of mystery and It is our privilege, Lord, to learn about you and to seek you out, Lord. And so I pray, Lord Jesus, that anything that was of me, that I was of myself today in this podcast would fall to the waysides in their heart, God. But what you wanted to say, your Holy Spirit, Lord, I pray that it would stick. God, I pray that it would um, grow them. It would remind you of your goodness, God. I pray that it would spark new desires in them to follow you and to do right and to win the battles that they face, God, because the war for us and our souls, God, it's already won. Thank you so much for their lives and what you've put 
the purposes and the plans and how you've designed them so intricately, God. Your word says you delight in those details of our lives. You loved and love creating us and helping us through this life, Lord Jesus. And thank you that you paid the ultimate price, God, so that we can be close to you even when we don't deserve it. You are so good. Thank you that it's not up to me for my salvation, God. But also thank you for giving me this opportunity to follow your word and to know you more, God, to experience this abundance on earth until we're together in heaven. Bless my friends, God. Bless them in their homes, in their families, in their in their mind, will, emotions, God, in their finances, God, in everything they put their hands to, Lord, in your name, let it prosper. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. I cannot wait to talk to you guys again and dive into why self-care falls short and how to care for yourself in the right ways because it is important and I can hardly wait. So let's chat. Feel free to DM me questions and engage on our Instagram on Q&A Wednesdays. And I can't wait to see you there. Talk to you soon. Hey, thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the future episodes. And hey, if you love it, rate and review it because we're new around here and we'd love to be an uplifting podcast for someone who needs it. Be sure to keep up with us on our Instagram at everydayabundance.podcast. See you next time. Thank you.